To say sure of Music Explorers podcast, I'm Jim Jam. As always, I'm Scoop Magoo. And uh, you know we are on kind of uh, an off week in in some respects, uh, and so we decided to kind of do a uh, another free form episode, trying to decide in my mind what the title of this will be because I think last time it was either um, Electric Boogaloo or The Return of Jafar. <laughs> um, so I need to think of a better sequel than either of those. Uh, I, all suggestions are welcome. Um, in the meantime, um, let's talk about albums of the week uh, right now and kind of let that kick things off. So, Scoot, uh, you got anything for me right now? I got to be honest. I was. Uh, I always hope that. I'm actually going to recommend, like, when I'm, I get really excited, and usually I would say it works out, when I recommend something to you, I'm like, you know, there's no way that you've heard about the, this, <laughs> and, and I, you know, I'm definitely going to, like, recommend you one of your, you know, new favorite albums of the year. Um, Maybe you've and done I don't that think a, you've, n- a number of times. Yeah, that's true. But, like, this one I just was so excited about that it kind of made me sad that you would... But, like, I don't think uh, you actually have yeah. listened, listened to it yet, but... Uh, I, I, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm waiting till it, like, comes out. Comes out. Um, which is... which? I, th- that's weird. And I guess we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, Tanya Tagak, I Yeah, think. I, I, I say Tagak. I don't really know the correct pronunciation. Yeah, I, uh, we'll just chalk this up to we never get, <laughs> we never yeah. get things right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, name of the album is Tongues, uh, the album cover, it's, it's both, it's very, like, pretty, but also a little, like, not, like, gross, but just, like, a little off-putting, it's, like, you know, like, a mouth blowing up, like, a, a mouth bubble, which is always interesting, <laughs> um, and I, it sounded, it, it looked cool. It sounded cool, but I definitely did not get what I expected in a, in a in a good way. It was, I guess she's known for like traditional like Canadian, you know, Aboriginal, uh, Inuit. Inuit, yeah. I was gonna say I knew I knew it was wrong as I said it. Uh, <laughs> Inuit like throat singing. Uh, there's a lot of like it's it's. I guess like post-industrial is just like slapped on anything that's like vaguely you know, <laughs> noisy and electronic, but you know definitely avant-garde. Um, you know, like def- elements of noise, just like really artsy ideas. Uh, it, it was a little. It's one of the. I don't know. It was a little hard to put like a genre tag on. I did. I think I wrote down like avant-garde industrial, which even then I don't know. But just it was very, very expressive. Like I love those. I love those albums that just feel like a performance, like as you're listening to them. Mm. This definitely felt like that. I felt like I, I could just envision her, like just you know, front row of a live performance of of this album, uh, which apparently, I mean, I don't even know when to recommend, or you know, if if we were to review this, when to recommend it because it was available to stream on Bandcamp and you know was all, you know all. All purposes is is out, but supposedly you said it's not coming out for a little it's, while at this. Yeah, point. it's not coming out until March. I want to say, 
Um, let me check my calendar. Um, but, 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 but yeah, March 11th is what I have. Interesting. Um, but to be fair, I got that from Metacritic, and they aren't always accurate when it comes um, to album releases. Um, but then sometimes, I don't know, like, not to get completely off topic, but I, were you, do you listen to the new Alice Glass album? I, I didn't. Yeah, because I, I looked it up because I was going to listen to it, and it says it comes out January 28th. I was there January 29th, not there, anywhere, like on Mm -hmm. any streaming service at all, as far as I could tell. And it, I'm just like I'm like oh, why <laughs> like <laughs> what I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe they were just late to it I don't know it was just bizarre um, it's just strange yeah like like you say it's just weird how how you know streaming kind of lets this you know it sort of creates this gray area now when it comes to releases but I mean it's it's been gray for a long time I mean I remember when um, I'm trying to remember a couple of like distinct like albums that i can actually remember off the top of my head but there were a number of albums that would start streaming before they were released on like myspace or um you know youtube or what have you and, like before spotify really really came into the picture mm-hmm. um so it's it's not like unheard of in my mind mm-hmm. it's still weird but yeah. anyway good I mean, album i mean part of it part of it it might be I mean, at this point, is is are COVID delays still really a, like a thing? Like, I know it was um, it was prevalent quite a bit last year, but I, you know, I don't think they are at least in the music world. Uh, in basically every other industry, they still are. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I really haven't seen much. I mean, I, I've seen people's tours keep getting canceled, but. Um, that's not necessarily the same as their albums getting canceled. Uh, but yeah. you know, it's I, I, I don't know. I, I it's I, I'm guessing it still is probably affecting some people. Yeah. Just because I mean I remember last year like it's it's definitely has not been as prevalent this year. Last year it felt like we you know, every time we published release day roundup, it's like, well actually this got pushed or like, you know, that that's not coming out the next week. And it's like, oh well shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I to, to be fair, we're only a month in. Yeah. Um, so who knows? It it could. I mean, I, I I see it. I mean, everything that I was listening to that I wanted to listen to, except for that new Alice Glass project, um, came out. You know, as expected. So, I mean, in any case, I didn't really. I, I'm really not invested in in that album anyway. It's not like it was burning me up inside to, li- to like to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, like I barely listened to crystal castles so i i was just you know i'm like this looks interesting okay but <laughs> if not i'm i'm not going to you know be mad if i miss out yeah um but yeah so that that tanya tagak album though is i i i was looking forward to that i i was hoping that we would talk about it here at some point and i guess that's what we're doing right now um even though i haven't listened to it <laughs> That's okay. We're talking about it to some degree. So yeah, that's yeah. Fine. I mean, I I'm really psyched for it. I remember. Um, I think her the last thing she put out, if I remember right, was a uh, an EP that I remember really liking. I don't. I I just like how she's taking you know throat singing and just 
doing something different with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know. It's just a cool idea. Like it's just you don't really like out of all the singing songs, you just don't expect it. Um, yeah, I mean, she's had an interesting career. I'm I'm pretty sure she was on um, Bjork's Medulla, if I remember right. And she she showed up on like a bunch of albums um, over like the past decade, but. I, I'm pretty sure she's on Medulla, though. Because, I mean, I don't know. Like, like you don't really... I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I, when I think of throat singing now, I just I, I pretty much think of, of her, and I think of Mongolian throat singing. Yeah, I was um, going to say, that's usually what time I think, time. too. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah, and it's, uh, but, but that's, like, it. And, I mean, maybe that's just my own... I mean, it's definitely my own ignorance on the topic. Um <laughs> No, but it's it's a really cool, like you said, it, it's it's very, it's very unique. Uh, yeah, it's something that I can't even really wrap my head around how I would do it. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. sure, like obviously, it's, it's something you could. Learn. Have you ever looked into the um, sort of like the techniques behind just singing in general? No, I, I, not really, and I, I certainly don't know how to. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I I'm not totally you know knowledgeable about the subject but i've always heard that you know like you sing from like your diaphragm mm-hmm. as opposed and so, so they call like if you're not singing from your diaphragm you're, like you're singing from your head like head singing or something like that and it's just i don't know and i i'm you know it, it's just like the techniques involved with a lot of this stuff is just really fascinating mm-hmm. you know kind of like i mean we've talked about this a little bit just like how there's 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 a way of screaming correctly that yeah. doesn't damage your vocal cords. <laughs> Supposedly, there was uh, a vocal coach that, uh, that I think Randy Blight specifically, had, or like whatever video featuring her, like that was one of her biggest clients. That I, helped, I, you know. If I remember, if I'm thinking about who you're thinking about, I think she's been a vocal coach for a number of really, really good metal singers. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. I just I think he, that was the you know, obviously he's one of the bigger. Vocalist and metal. He, he's a great vocalist. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of, uh, did they really? Because I remember their last album came out um, relatively recently. I thought it was last year. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And I, I don't know. Do you think? I, I don't know if you're a big fan of them anymore. I, I used um, to be a really yeah. big fan. Like the first two albums I ever bought, or at least I, I had someone buy for me, um, were Tools 10,000 Days and Ashes of the Wake. Uh, like, I, I like loved Lamb of God in high school. They, they were basically like the first like metal band with like harsh vocals that I got into. Um, but I mean, I, I fell off um, right around the time I, I was in college, actually, uh, when Resolution came out. Mm-hmm. That that was like the last album of theirs that I was like, okay, you know, like I it was it was good, but I I definitely just really didn't have any interest afterwards. I um, loved, uh, I think it was Ghost Walking, just the the opening riff on that album. Cause I remember I borrowed it from you, and recently I bought, I think it was either Ashes of the Wake or actually I'm pretty sure it was Sacrament because I think uh, Redneck is on it. And yeah, right Sa- Sacrament is um, great. Uh, I I listened to that album so much in high school. Uh, I it's it's between Ashes of the Wake and Wrath for me is like my favorite 
um, of theirs. Oh, and coincidentally, they, they, I think they're the only two albums of theirs that I still own. Um, but the the only reason I brought it up, it, well, I mean, I brought it up because I think we were talking about it, but uh, um, it just feels like with Storm Undrang, which yeah, I forgot that that was what they called. Also, it. Uh, by the way, I I looked it up. Uh, they had their self titled come out in twenty twenty. Yeah, it just feels like they used to be like a staple name, and obviously they're still popular, you know, I'd assume, but just, you know, like critically as well, like you still have plenty of, uh, you know, like n- new wave of American metal bands that are, you know, get covered. I don't know, it just felt like for whatever reason they dropped off a little bit. Maybe that's unfair of me to say, but I just think that's interesting because I remember. Well, I mean, it was a five year gap between studio albums. Yeah, that certainly doesn't help. Yeah. Um, um, which that was probably, that has to be due to what happened with Randy, right? I totally forget the... The whole Poland thing, yeah. right? I, I don't remember the like the specific time frame. Um, yeah, I, 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 I vaguely... Oh, it, was, it was Czechoslovakia. Um, yeah, that, that he... Uh, what, what did he do? Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he accidentally... Um, yeah, the, like, I guess it was manslaughter, I, I guess... Would that be yeah, I forget if he was. I don't know if it, he was implicated. I forget if he was. He was ruled innocent, but yeah, basically that he. Yeah. You know, the guy guy fell off and 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 you know st- stage dove, stage dives, and then passed away. Um, I forget like what the. And I don't it speak it out says that he um, he was indicted on it, mm-hmm. and um, but he was not criminally liable. So he had moral responsibility for the fan's death, but he was not criminally liable. That's an interesting distinction, um, especially obviously like with everything that happened with Astro World, just yeah. kind of that that fine line between, you know, obviously you're you're the reason everyone's there and you're the reason that they're hyped, but like how much do you actually, how much responsibility do you actually have? Um, I don't yeah, know. I'm glad that's sure. not something I have to have an opinion, on, like an official opinion on, because I yeah. don't like. I feel like it's it's. Yeah. I mean, th- that ruling, I almost want to say that that's more because it's, you know, because it's Prague, you know, like, I, I feel like European law is very different when it comes to American law. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, because, you know, like, if, if if we had something, you know, happen, like, what happened with, like, Varg or, like, Faust, you know, um, they would not be going... To prison for 15 years like just like they, they, they just wouldn't i mean it's like yeah um you know i'm not i'm not saying that either one is better i i just think that it's it's different they have different you know we, we have different attitudes towards murder you know and i i guess different attitudes towards punishing murder um you know so you know, but but I mean, <laughs> maybe that will be our. We'll have like a whole tort podcast, <laughs> just talking about law, uh, talking about murder case. Maybe we'll just be another true crime podcast by the end of the year. Oh, maybe <laughs> that's uh... just. I, I I guess foreshadowing for next week, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna probably... say that's really interesting that that topic came up organically. Yeah, I've been thinking yeah. about it today for sure. Um. I should probably talk about my album of the week. Um, yeah, I we guess. Re- really, really. Got, I mean, I guess that's the point of yeah. this kind of episode. But still, we freeform really got bullshit. Off the, we really got off the rails. So yeah. 
Oh, but I but freeform bullshit and the Temple of Doom, right? No, the, the, okay, the, the, there we go. Got there you it. go. Beautiful. No, wait, the, like Temple. Of, okay, you know what? I, I I'll say it. I actually like Temple of Doom more than Raiders of the Lost Ark. I like. I loved the, watching that movie as a kid because it was freaky as fuck. Just watching like the whole like Kali Ma scene and seeing like him get like mind controlled, like that freaked me out, and I loved it. <laughs> One um, sec, let me. Uh, so maybe maybe a worse oh, sequel. Oh, you know what? I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I love so, Temple of Doom. So maybe um, freeform bullshit, the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> it, like just like you know that I I think that wound's still fresh in everybody's memory. <laughs> but anyway, you know, anyway, you know um, what's interesting. The, sorry, just yeah, because you brought it up it. with uh, Temple of Doom. Uh, I remember when we watched it was you know my sister my dad and I we watched that and uh, I don't know I don't know if it was just some like perverse you know joke from the universe or if you know my dad planned this but like my mom had just bought like I think they were like fresh plums from the store and like just when like at like the heart scene <laughs> like we ate and like <laughs> it just like I don't know it just the the, the symmetry of like eating That's you know great. eating like a juicy juicy stone fruit and like them taking the heart. Yeah, I totally. And for whatever reason, we didn't really watch. I think Last Crusade was rated PG thirteen because PG thirteen was like a thing at that yeah. point. So maybe that's why we didn't watch it, which is weird because I can't imagine it's any more or less appropriate than the first two movies. Um, but I remember when we watched Kingdom of uh, the Crystal Skull. I was old enough to have like a like a film opinion, I suppose, but like. I enjoyed it at the time as a child. I know now it's considered an absolute abomination, but you know, I, don't know. I, I never watched it, and I don't think I watched all of um, Last Crusade either. Um, I I I, I want to watch both of them at some point because I mean I loved Indiana Jones as a kid. Like I, I just I love the whole idea of just like questing around for like ancient knowledge and, and like all these artifacts and shit. Like that that that's just super fun. <laughs> yeah, no. It was like a... I think if if I had a PS4, I would probably just play like that, uh, like the Uncharted trilogy, um, just just for the shits and giggles, I guess. Which is another movie that's coming out. It's with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Tom Holland. Oh yeah, I, 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 for yeah. some reason I thought that was already out, but I, I think that, you know. Speaking of things that were delayed, I'm pretty sure that they pushed it. Um, yeah, I feel like everything, it's but like everything now. Um, speaking of delayed. Album of the week. <laughs> Love it. I see. I, I I've I've got some good uh, segues too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if I've been talking about this time, but I've been on a massive crowd rock kick as of late. Like I've I've spent um an amount of money I don't want to talk about <laughs> on on like oh five or six crowd rock albums, including like one collection like box set. Uh, you know, over the past month. And so, um, yeah, they, they've all been really good from what I've what I've listened to so far. But uh, I had this on yesterday; really loved it. It's um, the debut album from uh, Amon Duel Two called uh, "Phallus Day." Um, it, it is, it is awesome. It is just so jammy in some places. Like it, it reminds me of like if Henry Cow kind of had like a like a jam rock band type of like foray or like, or like just did like more improvisation 
kind of like it, it has like a lot of these just like really like scorching guitar solos and stuff like that but then you have like these like bizarre vocals that again like really remind me of henry cow and yeah it, it was just it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to listen to just really really enjoying a lot of kraut rock at the moment and um yeah just highly recommend i think if i remember right rate your music has um yeti by amon duel 2 as like the number one kraut rock album um either that or take omega i can't remember which one but um they're both good they're both really good but Valiste is really good too i really and i i guess according to wikipedia which you know uh take it as you will it's reportedly like one of the first kraut rock albums like it's between it and a uh, monster movie by can um so it's just interesting little things um i actually have a book on kraut rock that i've been meaning to start at some point um i still have some christmas reading left over so i wanted to get through that but at some point i will be probably spouting more kraut rock for, for everybody <laughs> kraut rock for the people <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember finding Monster Movie. Um, Monster Movie is so good. Yeah. I mean, like I've yet to listen to a Kraut Rock album that I don't like. Well, I, I, except I, I guess for like any Can album after Future Days, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really know what what they what you would even consider them after that album anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, the, uh, yeah, Monster Movie is really good though. Sure. Yeah, I remember. I think I, I forget where I. I think I found it like a indie record store um, for really cheap. Um, that's uh, speaking of. You know, you mentioned utilizing which discogs to to kind of complete a collection or find some some rare stuff. I've been uh, um, <laughs> I've been definitely trying to. to balance that recently because i remember like I, I i really wanted to finish my mashuga collection um you know I, I actually kind of finished my deftones collection except for gore and ohms uh ohms because i could probably find that anywhere and, yeah and gore because it everyone says it's bad <laughs> it, it's really just not that good yeah, yeah. i mean you, you'd be fine missing it uh but i understand the whole like completionist angle for sure yeah just but, but like i think we talked about this before and i think that's where because i actually found a seller where he had um all like li- I, like he was selling gore at homes too so i could have finished out the collection entirely but i definitely been trying to to weigh that with um like the biggest thing for me with Bashuga is uh, I actually have multiple times, you know, both like like physically in Bull Moose or like looking on Bull Moose online or certainly, you know, like tricking Discogs, multiple chances to get Contradictions Collapse by... Mm. Um, Which uh, is... By I, Meshuggah. Is that their... That's their first album, right? It's their first one and it's much, much more like technical thrash, like prog metal. Like it, it, it wasn't until they released an EP afterward called None where it's still kind of in the same vein but it's a lot more groovy like it's i mean it wasn't until destroy race approved where they fully embraced you know the sound that everyone yeah no i was gonna say everyone knows and loves but i'll just say everyone knows <laughs> um, well I, I i don't mind being the odd man out here no for no they're definitely i mean even 
their newest album, which is it's called Immutable. Um, and yeah, the lead single. It's definitely an instance of. I liked it because I like the band, but not because I think it. I think it's like a great song. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's 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 you know like when you get to a point if you're like binging a band's discography or if like a new album comes out and you're like, you know, I enjoy this because this is a band I enjoy. I like their sound, but I can't say that, you know, like like if I was listening to this objectively in the middle of, um, like if it was a deep cut on like Coloss or Obsend, one of their two more recent albums. Um, I don't think it would be, it would probably be one of my le- least favorite tracks. What, what about the best Meshuggah album, The Violent Sleep of Reason? <laughs> <sighs> the, the one that, the one that everybody, everybody loves. I, I actually, when I'm talking about, I, I, I got that one, someone was selling that and they also were selling I, which is a, uh, a 20 minute long song. And there's some other bonus tracks on the, the CD release, um, which I definitely like Violent Sleeper Reason. I think I think the lead single from Immutable, which I'm forgetting the name, it kind of makes more sense if you've heard Violent Sleeper Reason. Because I think they're starting to they're starting to plateau a little bit. Like they're kind of like I feel like they they really were did some interesting things on Ob's end. Like I think they found a really fresh way to, to package their sound versus what they've been doing the last several albums. Um, and then Coloss Coloss was probably the best example I can think of of a metal band, um, like the, basically just doing what they do well, but finding like a, a like an interesting way to do it. Just like the actual riffs were like very memorable, very well written. You know, again coming from a fan, um, but I think the Violent Super Reason to me reminded me of Cannibal Corpse, not in like the music, but in the <laughs> sense that it's like, yep. You know, we're, we're doing this. We're doing another one. We're showing up on Ace um, Ventura. <laughs> and it's interesting because I know, like, it, it's... It, obviously, everyone hears things differently because the most recent Cannibal Corpse album, that's what a lot of people and people whose, you know, opinion on death metal I respect said is that, like, they kind of sounded, re- like, a little bit reinvigorated, a little bit, like, refreshed. And uh, I, I didn't really agree <laughs> with that. Like, I just... I mean, I guess in, in a sense because Eric Rudin... Uh, joined them as a member, I think full time, uh, and he definitely like I like his guitar style, but it just kind of sounded like a Cannibal Corpse album, and it's such an interesting dynamic. Like some bands can get away with that, some bands can get away with like making the same album over and over again, and other bands, uh, they just. Well, I mean, I I feel like there are enough Mashuka fans who like don't mind the sound and don't mind listening to the same thing again. I mean, I I, I can think of a couple of writers on Heavy Blog who were who would probably fit into that um, that group, uh, but I will not name them. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, it's it, it's an interesting phenomenon for sure. Uh, you know how you're able to i mean you know maybe it isn't interesting i don't i well do i guess i guess interesting as in novel um because you know uh, film has been doing you know very much the same thing for a long time you know what like you know there there are just certain clichés in certain you know genres of movies now that just like you just do it you know <laughs> yeah like 
and it, it, it's because you know you've you've got your audience, so it's okay to coast, apparently. Yeah, but I just I feel like there's a there's a I mean not that I you know obviously I don't do I'm not like a professional music journalist or anything like that. I don't really you know. I mean, I I feel like you you are, but I, I mean, guess. I, but like I, I don't like I put I don't put too much weight behind my opinion, but I do put yeah, I do put some weight behind it, and I just think like I think we talked about this a little while back. The fact that uh, like how much praise the new Iron Maiden album you know yes. received, and it's just like that's kind of where like I'll, I'll you know when it comes out I'll buy the new Mashuga album. I'm, I am excited to listen to it. I enjoy them, but like at this point. That's why I mean I listened to Cannibal Corpse and I enjoyed it and I, I considered when we did I think someone else ended up writing up for our our monthly death metal column, um, but I'm just like this is kind of just fine, and at this point do I need to tell people that Cannibal Corpse exists? Like, is that <laughs> really like is this really is that a useful thing for me to do? Are, are you going to do an HLT for for Cannibal? I know Corpse? like hey listen listen <laughs> hey, have you ever heard of Cannibal Corpse? Like it's just I don't know I, I feel like that's at, at this point, I mean, I don't want to tell you know. There's there's many ways you could approach being a music journalist. You know, like you're you know being someone who recommends music to other people, uh, and not that you can't. Like certainly, if they actually were, I don't know, if they came out, like if they, if Campbell Corpse made like a progressive death metal album, which I like can't even wrap my head around honestly. But let's say they did that, like that would be really interesting to cover. But to me, like there's just so much music out there and people at this point have such established like personal you know avenues to check out new music that i i just i think it's more interesting to shout out the little guy or shout out someone yeah you know people I haven't mean, heard I, of th- that's what i really like about heavy blog is is you know you guys are always talking about these bands that i've never heard of before and like real i mean like you you really stay true to like your new motto was it like documenting the new underground of me- or, like yeah, metal gold. yeah exactly yeah you know I, like like i think that's really cool and i think that's something that like i i i feel like that's the future in a way at least for a little while like in in my mind i, I and maybe this is you know maybe I'm, I'm using the past as too much of an indicator for the future but like i i look at it like um kind of like, like, like television networks that you know we have all these you know all these bunches of networks that were just all separate and then they started getting bundled and bundled together and mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what's happening right now with like music is just like streaming the internet has just democratized it so much and i think we still haven't really hit that yet because i think the record companies are still kind of firmly in charge um for a little while longer anyway mm-hmm. um but I think, you know, it's it's diffusing, you know. But I feel like after a little bit, people are going to be like, hey, we should get together and do this thing. And, you know, basically just re- redo it all over again, you know. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, I, I just, like, n- not not to be, like, a whole, like, you know, history is cyclical person. But it's kind of like a French Revolution thing that it's, like, the rebels end up being the dictators, you know. It's just, <laughs> like, like, it's... I, I, I think things can repeat, but it doesn't mean that they repeat in the same way. Uh, which sounds paradoxical. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I wanted to touch on this uh, earlier because I was I, I was thinking about this and you kind of brought it up in the conversation. Um, is like, 
sort of this idea, this that completionist angle when it comes to you know having like an album like like an entire discography entire artist discography because like i i've been thinking about it a little bit like you know i went through my discogs the other day just thinking about like what i would sell and you know a lot of it was like stuff that i got like at a discount on like squidco or something like that that i enjoyed but i didn't really you know it wasn't really like i wasn't dying for it mm-hmm. um you know, and so it ended up being something like maybe 25 albums out of like the like 1,055 <laughs> albums I have now. You know, and so I, I I started thinking like, what about you know, I don't know, like there are just some collections that I have that I'm like, do I really need all of these? Like you know, and, and weirdly enough, the first one I was thinking of was uh, Depeche Mode, and like I there really wasn't a single one that I really disliked, but like, you know, I can't tell you the last time I've listened to ultra or like Uh. exciter or, you know, even, um, something like sounds of the universe, like a lot of the, like pretty much everything that came out after, um, songs of faith and devotion. I just, I've listened to a couple of times, maybe uh, over like the last, you know, six years. And, uh, I'm like, what's keeping me there? Like, and like as as much as I like that completionist angle, I'm like, you know what? Like if 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 I'm gonna move and you know, possibly move out of the country, I don't know. I mean, but I'm like, I, I want to take my CDs with me, but I want to keep it like lean, or at least as lean as you can when you have like a, over a thousand CDs in your collection. Um, and so I'm like, you know what? what? Why not just get rid of those? Like I I, I guess how, like, do you feel like there will be a time where you're just gonna be like, okay? like fuck this collection you know or like this this completionist uh you know idea of this discography or what have you and just kind of be done like and just kind of go through your favorites instead i definitely and actually it's funny because the first example that came to mind for me as well was the was the uh definitely the you know what i was um you know when when i got all those cds in and i was uh and most of them were, were actually I think all of them were really cheap so it wasn't like a huge yeah like, I think like my mountain goats collection some of those I definitely paid yeah a little more for see I, I, I I'm the same thing like I have like a bunch of like lightning bolt albums and like you know all these kraut rock albums like th- these are things that like I would keep like you know like I there are definitely some parts some discographies that are like rare that I would just let like Gaza like as much as I love like i don't know like i i feel like i could probably part with a couple of those but like you know what like they're rare as hell so like why not just keep them you know yeah anyway i I, I was interrupting you no Um, there are definitely (laughs) ones that they're you know i think it it would depend on how much i enjoy the album how much how like how rare like the uh the three compilations of you know john darniel's like when he was truly a solo artist um, I think one like Ghana, like Protein Source of the Future, and then there's a, a third one that's escaping me. Um, but those I will never sell because they're you know they cost me more than I usually spend on a CD to get, mm. and just because they're you know more expensive. Um, but definitely, I think with like selling like Depeche Mode, I think I just got really excited, and I anyway, I love their earlier stuff, and it just it's the the idea of like the the chase i mean the, the the collecting you know like finding all of the 
you know, the installments. Um, but is it really a chase nowadays? Like, like with, with Discogs, you know, like, I, I feel like, you know, five years ago, I think would have been a little different that, like, you know, we would have gone to, like, Bulmos, we would have gone to some other CD store, and it would have been like, oh, shit, like, you know, and, like, part of the reason that we would keep that CD on our shelves was because we liked it, but also because of sort of the memory of, you know, hanging out and, you know, finding this thing in there and, you know, having this experience attached to it. Yeah, and I, I think listening to, like, once I actually got all the CDs in, listening to the latter half of Depeche Mode's discography, that's kind of why, like what I said earlier, where I could have easily finished out, I could have bought Gore and Ohms and finished out my, Def, you know, Deftones collection. I could have, uh, um, like, there's a bunch of Meshuggah. I mean, like, like to finish what I was saying earlier about um, Contradiction, it's Collapse, their first one. I really don't, like, I don't think it's a bad album, but I don't really, like, it, it just doesn't have the, the Meshuggah sound I'm looking for. Like, it's just not yeah. the least I'm interested in. So, I, yeah, I, like, it, I it, guess, do, do you have any albums that, like, you bought basically because of the completionist angle that you don't actually like? I don't think any of the... Yeah, I don't think any Depeche Mode's albums are bad, but certainly, if I would if I... I probably would have found a cutoff somewhere. Um, I, I, I just... No, I don't even mean Depeche Mode, even though I, I do agree, though. Like, I, I can't think of a single album that I really dislike, except maybe Spirit. But, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm thinking more just in terms of... Because I, I know you really like to complete things, but, you know, I, I remember, like, like I... I just remember constantly, you know, like ribbing you about um, getting uh, Morbid Angels, you know, uh, Illud in Sanus, you know. I, I feel I feel like that's the answer though, because like in all those those you know all the examples I could think of, I actually haven't um, like the album that I really don't care for. Like there are, there have been many opportunities. It's not even difficult. Like, not only, like, can you get that album very easily, um, but it's, like, super cheap. I think the one copy that's been at Bull Moose Forever is, like, maybe $4. But I just, re- like, I would never listen to it. Even their newest album, I really, like, that one I don't even think is bad. I just, it was, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely people were reacting to the fact that it, it was better <laughs> that elude whatever the hell um i don't even remember what it's called elude uh, divinum insanus yeah. i like, don't know pe- people were definitely reacting to the fact that, like hey this is much better than um you know that piece of crap that we just received and it's like but it's not very good <laughs> like it's it's not it's definitely not as as like I, I don't see how you you listen to like any of the like you know covenant Domination, Formulas, Fatal of the Flesh, you know, Ultras of Mad. Like, how can you even listen to those albums and be like, yep, this is what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, all the examples I can think of where, you know, there's a missing link, it's uh, it's because I, I just did not, you know, I I think to your point, like, it, it's, it's cool to complete things, but I feel like it takes on a different meaning when it's actually like you can actually use whatever you're collecting like it's one thing yeah if you're collecting something that's that's visual only or it's, it's like you know little like what, what what are those called the um um talk about pogs but yeah the, or, or the, like the, the funko pot or like the pot oh yeah like the, those, those little things. figurine like those where 
I mean, it's really easy to collect because it's really easy to collect. Like, it's, you can get them anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you can get them anywhere, and it's it's not so much like I feel like you, there's not even the opportunity of like, ooh, like I only have this because I need to fin finish it. Just because if you like a certain series, I feel like you would want to to do that. Whereas when you can actually use whatever item it is. I feel like th that's gonna an interesting part of, like, just how people approach collecting in different ways. I always use this this example, like the band Northlane. They're like a newer, like prog metal. They're not even a prog metal band. They're a gent band. That's it, you know what's interesting. This is a joke, or an inside joke with the the metal community. So it's very nerdy. But like, how gent bands went, like they evolved into progressive metalcore. Which sounds, it sounds so much more, like, so much fancier. Like, so it's so much more complicated than it actually is. Like, it's just a gent band. But anyway, <laughs> they released one of their albums, which I think had, like, ten tracks, as a series of ten seven inches. And each seven inch had a different song on it. Which is, sounds like the most irritating <laughs> listening experience. It's completely possible. unusable. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that's, I mean, it's one thing. Like, I get irritated sometimes having to flip, like, a double LP. I can't imagine having to get up every, you know, five minutes tops to put on a new 7-inch. Um, but, I mean... It's like, that, you, you wonder why the vinyl plants are, like, you know, months overbooked. I know, they're, they're looking at this project, they're like, are you kidding me? But that's yeah. the thing, is because I remember when this came out, I got into an argument with, there was a music group I was in, where it's like, well, it's a collectible, and he's comparing it to, like, any other type of collectible. So I feel like it's different when you can actually use it. Like, like it's one thing, yeah, sure, it's cool to collect, it's cool to have, but suppo like supposedly you're collecting this so you can have it. It's kind of like the people who get, like, all the different color variants. It's like, oh, like, I just want to collect it. I'm like, but that's a huge waste of time. Yeah. I, and, and then to your point, you have the, the kind of the rebuttal of saying, okay, like, yeah, it's just, it's cool. You just, you like collecting it, that's fine. But there's kind of a, a tangible, um, you know, con to you doing that is because, like, it doesn't, you're not getting a new album. You're getting the same album in a different color, which, yeah, that's cool, I guess, but it's not like, you don't, you don't gain anything from it other than just the novelty. And now you're, you're yeah. bogging down, um, you're bogging down pressing. So you're kind of like creating an issue for the, the specific medium that you like to collect. Um, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of those pressing plants were already, you know, overbooked before you know somebody decided to buy it but yeah i mean i get what you mean it's just like you know they you know demand influencing supply you know yeah exactly um, like i think i mean it, it's it's hard because it, it's like you know like very kantian like like the maximum of all actions like it does one does <laughs> does one avid vinyl collector is that really gonna like tip the scales i guess okay, not, so, but like so so, so we've, we've got our Kant reference down for the episode yeah um, but it's just I'm, it, I'm gonna check that bingo box off <laughs> but it's it's like <laughs> It's like the maximum of all, you know what I mean? If, yeah. If, if bands stop seeing, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this, because, like, if you have the option between a regular pressing and a color pressing, and the, the price is not that different, I feel like most people are going to pick the color pressing. Yeah. Um, but, like, if bands are seeing, hey, you know, we, we press, because sometimes, especially relapse is really... Um, infamous famous whatever you want to say for this is like when they reissue an album they'll literally have like at least five different color variants. oh my gosh i i've seen that not only ever like i i've i've seen that in relapse because i didn't look at their vinyl for obvious reasons yeah um 
but I did see that on um, there were a couple Bandcamp sites that I was like, why do you have like five different variants of colored vinyl <laughs> for like this one fucking album? Uh, I've I've been on those those type of Bandcamp pages where you just keep yeah you, uh, you, just, you just keep scrolling and, yeah, and you're like oh my yeah. god like who and again that's the thing is that I mean I don't know people who I mean I know people who collect vinyl obviously but not not many people that collect. But I, I do, there's one guy in the Heavy Vlog family who, he has, like, there's this one band where he literally has, like, every color pressing of this, like, his favorite band. And I guess if, if, if that's your thing, that's fine. But yeah, I guess I just I just don't really, I don't get it. And, and I think as we discussed, there's, like, an actual tangible drawback. Because I think if bands did see, hey, like, people don't really go for this. Like, like if the sales showed that having all these options was kind of a waste of time and resources and money maybe they would stop doing it. Um, I mean, you have to wonder whether, like, I I mean, you could almost make an argument now that, like, a collection, like, the definition of a collection almost includes the idea that there's, like, a kind of uselessness in it. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I'm thinking of, like, you know, there's people who collect, I don't know, like, ancient Hopi Indian masks or something, <laughs> you know? And, and, and it's like, I... Like, are are you gonna go out and wear those masks? Like, no, they're they're gonna hang on your fucking wall for the rest of your life. <laughs> and it's interesting like, because I feel like I feel like given the you know the the way that music consumption has evolved, you could kind of say that about you know CDs and vinyl too. Like, obviously they they literally have uh, you know a, a physical purpose you can use them for, but you know in terms of like what what makes the you know what what objectively makes the most or what is the easiest way to directly consume music um it's not that anymore so because i know like I mean, a lot of it's, a lot it's of time, i mean did you see that rolling stone article um yeah cds are making a comeback yeah yeah yeah, yeah it reunited and it feels so good <laughs> yeah i don't know is that just because you know taylor and adele had big releases i, I, I think that was because yeah, of it probably, yeah i don't know yeah. if we'll see that Every yeah, maybe I, maybe we are seeing a resurgence because maybe maybe because people it, it it definitely doesn't it's definitely not the simplest way to go about it for sure because maybe people want to get back into like I you know I still collect records but I very much I look for stuff that's on sale I look for stuff that's used like people who because I remember when uh, like the Mars Volta announced that huge deluxe <sighs> yeah. box, you know box set and everyone. And including me, like I freaked out about it, but you know, I think there was one group I was in. Someone commented on the thread. I'm like, if you do the math per record, it's a pretty, it's pretty standard. I think just like when you saw like the, the full box set sticker, you know, sticker price, it's it's kind of shocking. But if you look at like the average price of a record nowadays, it actually was not that, like the price was not that far off. I think it caught me off guard because I I just don't like short of like one of my favorite artists. I just don't buy full price vinyl anymore because it's kind of insane. Like, yeah, you just like you can get like I can get the same album for at most fifteen dollars on a CD at, at most, and on a record, you know, double LP, forget about it. But on record, you're looking easily like thirty bucks minimum, you know, for just yeah. for one one album. And I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons I don't listen to vinyl. I don't collect vinyl because yeah. it's like why, you know. I, I mean, for for me, it's it's, you know, I mean, I think I, we said a few weeks ago. It's just like it's, it's about simplicity. You know, I was I 
was talking to my dad a few weeks ago about this um of just he's like like why do you why do you keep collecting music like this you know and i'm like because like it makes sense to me <laughs> you know like i when i sit down to try to listen to something on you know my ipad i can't think of anything like because there's just so many options out there you know it's 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 like the same thing with when it comes to making music you know that's part of the reason i like hardware it's because like it, it's it's a limitation you know it you, it says you can do this right here it's right in front of you you don't need to be in front of a computer to get it which i guess is kind of a plus um but you know this is it right here and you can do amazing things with just this and like all your like you get to sort of see the scope of your possibilities right there in front of you instead of it just kind of like you know just, just kind of having like that cursor just blinking on you know on the search bar you know like because I, I i mean i don't know about you but like i i have a um i have like an apple music playlist of just like favorite stuff mm-hmm. and like i will just like press shuffle on that thing like you know 10 times until i come across something that i want to listen to whereas like it's so much easier to just go to the shelf and just be like i'm gonna listen to this for a fucking hour you know it's yeah it just makes so much more sense to me not to mention there are just some albums that you just can't get on streaming services and like i don't know about you but i don't really want to listen to youtube you know like to to some like ripped copy of like an album on on youtube like that that like I, i will if i absolutely have to but like i i don't prefer to do that uh i mean which is kind of why like uh like last night i had um I had randomly had Ashraw Temple on. They're like a, a Krautrock band, and uh, I was really enjoying it. And I, you know, you can only find it on YouTube. And I'm like, man, I just need to buy this. And so, like, I ended up just buying it on Discogs last night. Uh, you know, but in the uh, the seller had a copy of uh, the first Lightning Bolt album, which I've like never seen uh, a copy this cheap for it. Okay. So I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, just funny how that works but i mean I, I i guess if we're talking about like utility i mean i i guess like there is something really it, it's nice that at least vinyl like e- e- even with like that box set that's like all just seven like it, just like seven inch singles you know I, at least you can use that like at least like collecting music you know like music gear or something like that is like you you can use those things whereas like sometimes it's not it's, it's it doesn't always feel usable i mean like in, unless you're like um unless you're like dark helmet in space balls in that one scene where like you know i i like with like with the action figures like i i just can't see where like funko pop would would be very useful in some ways mm-hmm. um but at the same time i you know it, it's kind of like uh the, that oscar wilde quote you know like all art is, is essentially useless Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, just because something doesn't have um, a very obvious use doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Yeah, and, and for me, I, I think my, my like, the, one of the last, I mean, number one, I just like collecting music. Like, that's just kind of, you know, that's not, that's not a great argument. Like, trying to argue for, like, the inherent value of doing it, just, like, I like it, is not really going to convince people. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, if you, if you do, you do, you don't, you don't. But, like, for me, I feel like I would have to force myself. Because, obviously, like, when, when you buy, like, something used, you're not necessarily 
supporting. Like, I guess, you know, inadvertently, if, you know, you if a lot of people are buying this one artist, like, use CDs at a store, maybe they'll, they'll look for, like, I guess indirectly you could be supporting the artist. But, you know, when I, there's a newer artist I really like, I'll buy, I'll buy their album new because I want, you know, I want them to get some kickback. I want to support them. But I have something physically that I can listen to in a different way. Like, for me, mm-hmm. I just, I stopped having a digital like you know there are albums i would love to own but they're only like i, I can't find them as a physical copy but they i could potentially purchase them uh like a good example is uh uh flaming tsunamis they're like a ska core band that i really like <laughs> like they they were like involved in the scene that um that like, you know, like my for my friends were in a ska band and like they were involved in the scene. They were really really cool. Like they were they were much heavier than any, any other ska core band. Um, and I bought their album. I think I bought it for more than the asking price on Bandcamp digitally because I just couldn't find a CD copy. And I don't think I've ever listened to it just because. Yeah. I just don't because when I listen to music digitally, I'll listen to it, like that's why I have an Apple Music subscription. You know, subscription. So I just feel like I would not like if I stopped collecting music. I just wouldn't be compelled to support because, like, what I, I know this is going to sound inherently you know, selfish, but what's in it for me? Like, you know, I, <laughs> I, I buy your album, like, I, I get a CD, I can listen to the car, I can listen to it in my stereo, or like, I buy it like vinyl. If I'm just going to buy it on a meet, like, you know, on digitally, uh, I uh, I would just, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I know that that it just inherently does sell, sound selfish, but. I already can I, listen to it on like Apple Music. Like I already have like a, a platform that I can listen to all my music digitally if I if I so choose. I, I totally I totally get that. I mean I, I, I would I would send a couple bucks someone's way, you know, if it was like a really like independent like, you know, this person had like nobody buying their album at all. Like I'd be like, you know what? Like here's like three bucks, you know? Like I enjoy like I like your music you know or if it was you know like um some sort of like you know VA compilation that was going to like a charity I'd be like okay you know whatever like it doesn't like I I don't care if I'm not going to listen to it in those cases but yeah like you know if for most cases it's like yeah no I actually want to enjoy you know what I'm spending my money on and you know we're not really in it like it feels like there's really not a huge position to do that anymore um, I know, like, I used to, every t- like, whenever I would buy, you know, a CD, I would rip it to my computer uh, just so I would have a digital copy of it around. Yeah. And uh, I stopped doing that, um, I don't know, maybe 2019. Because <laughs> I just, like, it, it, it got so, like, you know, tedious after a while because it was just, like, you know, sometimes they wouldn't work right, you know. And, I mean, mo- but I think more than that, it was just, like, I, I, all they would do is just take up room on my hard drive, and mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I, I still think I have like, like I, I think I still have that for the Fallen Dreams album that I, I borrowed from you like <laughs> almost a decade ago now. Uh, I still have that on my hard drive. I'm and sure you've, I have you've listened never to it listened to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, 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 it, it's worn through the binary on <laughs> on the fucking drive. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. It's it, it's just. Like what's even, yeah, I, I just don't see the point. Although I will say, you know, having like all of my Zorn albums on digital, like just ripped on digital was really nice when I was away from my collection, like when I was at school. 
Yeah. Um, it was like, that was really helpful. But I mean, now I feel like I'm in a position, like if I'm going to be, you know, I don't know. If, if, I, like, I don't want to be away from my collection, kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is such a such a um, first world problem sort of thing. It's just like, no, I, like I, I I've lovingly curated this this collection over like the past decade. You know, I don't I don't want to, like I want to enjoy this thing. You know, I want to be able to just pick and choose from it. I want to spend a day listening to it. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I guess it would be like many months if, if I listen to everything on it. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I, to, to have it all in digital just doesn't make any sense to me anymore, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, all right, we're getting, um, we're getting up there. Um, do you have anything else you kind of want to add before we, um, we, we, we slap a bow on this puppy? <laughs> no, I'm always interested in, or I always enjoy the various directions we go in uh with these conversations so yeah it, it, no, it's no. It, it's always fun for sure and uh you know what we, we made we made a Kant reference instead of a kanye reference and that that makes me feel good um except that you just you just referenced i know, you I just know, referenced I know. The... <laughs> it's oh that's funny <laughs> I, i'm i'm ignoring it it's yeah the 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 Kant reference was so powerful that it that it it, it kind of gives me like Kanye reference immunity. <laughs> that so that works for me. That yeah. Works okay. For me. Well, uh, I, l- l- I guess let's just end this now before it uh be, be before something else happens. So, okay. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that. Uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Seishira Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.